As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Ah, hey. Hey, where's the freaking gabagoo? Ah, ah, don't make me get the... Ah. Hey, I'm... Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Monday, February 7th. We're here in the Classic Factory. I'm J.E. Skeets, and alongside me, as always, we got Tass Mellis. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Tass. We got our top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. we got the international man of mystery taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Mm. And finally making the magic happen, super producer JD. Hello. There he is. Here we are. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Ran into some traffic there this morning, <laughs> uh, did you, Lily? Sorry not, we're a little late. Yeah, nothing like a good traffic jam on a Monday morning. Just a classic <laughs> bottleneck. Right. People honking. Like, yeah. where, who are you honking? We don't. We can't see anything. You know? Hey, I'm driving here. Yeah, exactly, Nowhere. Exactly. Okay. So I uh, had to get the Google Maps out. Found the back way here to JD's Whoa, place. Oh, look at you. So uh, there's a positive out of that negative. I found another way I can get here in the morning. <laughs> Maybe so. a way you should have been taking the entire nah, time. No, no, no. The back roads way okay. is never the preferred way. But okay. uh, we can hey, get there. So. Happy to have you. Man, it played in to the cold open so well. <laughs> Where's the Google? I need the Google to get me the back way. Hey guys, stream teamers, subscribe, like, comment, share the show. We are getting oh so close to 50,000 subs uh, on the No Dunks YouTube feed. So let's get there this week, especially with all the uh, the trades and the rumors this and the all week. the oh, good it's stuff. Happening. It's happening. And we got some uh, fun stuff in store for Thursday's trade deadline. Okay, we're going to be here in the Classic Factory for, I don't know, 10 hours just waiting for trades to happen <laughs> jumping on immediately and reacting so uh, hopefully we get some more as we goes on we got lots to talk about here email in your NBA questions though to no dunks at the .com. keep them coming and follow us on Twitter Instagram Facebook TikTok at no dunks Inc okay we will get to winners of the NBA weekend we'll do that a little bit later in the show we of course have tweet of the night and pick a result and all that but yeah NBA trade season is upon us in fact could we ask the southern lawyer to, to maybe pluralize it for us we got ourselves some trades. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Yes. Uh, let's start with Sunday's trade. On Sunday, the Pacers sent Karis LeVert and a second-round pick to the Cavaliers for Ricky Rubio's expiring contract, a lottery-protected 
2022 first round pick, a 2022 second round pick by way of Houston, so that's going to be in the low 30s there, not bad, and then a future second round pick by way of Utah. Tass, you're the biggest Cavs fan I know, so I want you to break this one down. Uh, what do you think about this Pacers-Cavs deal here? Well, first I thought it's great that a rumor deal that we talked about two months ago, Karis LeVert possibly going to the Cavs, actually happened. It <laughs> right. just, just feels like we're actually doing something that matters sometimes <laughs> instead of all this, all this crap that we spew. This one actually happened right. two months ago. Now the package is a little bit different what they get back, but Karis LeVert going to the Cavs, it's going to be a challenge for the Cavs to bring him in and to make him work with the chemistry. I, I think it is a challenge, but I think it's a challenge that they can take on because they have been so great. That locker room has been so great. And Karis LeVert, you classify him. If, if you're a, a casual, you look at that and you say, a bit of a chucker. I get it. I get it. But they absolutely need a bit of a chucker. Mm -hmm. They need him. And some guys who have had too much on their plate throughout the early part of their career need to go to a different spot and have that role lessened a little bit. I liken it a little bit to Jordan Clarkson. Let's say early in the years where he was with the Lakers, just had to be a creator, had to be everything, went to the Jazz, found his way. And I think Karis LeVert could do the same thing beside Darius Garland because they have such a structure and everybody loves each other in that Cavs locker room. Mm. And, and I think he'll have to do less with Garland. Maybe he comes off the bench and finishes games and mm -hmm. the percentages aren't great. I get all that. But this team needs a score. They need a ball handler desperately. He's been a 20-point scorer in this league. And I think the percentages go up, like Jordan Clarkson, uh, because there's just less on his plate. I, th I think that could happen with Karis LeVert. Injuries are a problem. I get that. Uh, but I'm buying it. The shots are there, too. It's not like he's going there and this Cavs team was working out perfectly offensively. They need somebody. The shots were there for Colin Sexton when he was there, who was a Karis LeVert type of player. The shots were there for Ricky Rubio mm -hmm. before he got hurt. So I, I, think, I think this could work. As long as the Cavs locker room is good around him, and, and I don't think you can question this Cavs locker room, how it's worked. He's got the relationship with Jared Allen. He's from Ohio. I, I, I like it. What do you think, Lee? Oh, I think uh, the Cavs are ahead of schedule, and they thought this could be a chance for us to – they're not going to win the championship, but maybe we can get deep into the playoffs here. They've got a very good team right now, playing really well. You add someone like that who can give you a bucket. Tass talks about his shooting there. He's 44%. I don't think – I'm not sort of super concerned that he's out there just firing away. I think he likes to get to his spots. Yep. Garland's been out right now. Obviously, Sexton's been out for a long time, so they need someone who can get them a bucket. Right. And they're winning a bunch of games with their oh, defense. Exactly, That's yeah. the thing here. Yeah. They're still top three. Um, so this really just reinforces them, gives them a, a, another player who can score. I think he probably does come off the bench when they have their full roster there. But uh, And what they gave up, I mean, it's kind of sad. Had to see Rubio's contract out yeah. the door. He was having such a fun season there. They give up a first-round pick, which is protected, and then a couple of seconds. Th fine. Give up all that stuff right now because this could be a season where you get some really good playoff experience for a good team, and you can have uh, Levert for the future. Remember in the playoffs in the in the bubble for Brooklyn? He was really good for them. So, you know, he gives them another option there in the playoffs mm -hmm. uh, when they get there. So this is a really good move, I think, here from the Cavs. Yeah, what do you think, Trey? This is a good trade. I feel like Will Smith telling Tommy Lee Jones, from now on, that's how you trade. Because this is good for the Cavs. This is good for yeah. the Pacers. Yeah. I don't think the Levert fit is 100% perfect because he's not a great three-point shooter. I do think he's a little bit of a black hole sometimes. Mm -hmm. But they need a little bit of a black hole. So I think getting uh, a guy who can play with the ball in his hands and who Darius Garland can play alongside of, save him some wear and tear, that's pretty nice. 
And of course, he's already got the bond with Jared Allen. They played together there in Brooklyn. Nice pick and roll partners. Hopefully the Cavs just put him into a lot of pick and rolls with Jared Allen and say, hey, shoot it or pass it to Jared Allen. Mm -hmm. You're going to be doing fine there. So I think that's a smart move. The question would be, would you prefer an Eric Gordon or a Norm Powell or a Buddy Heald? I don't know. I think you probably want the guy who can be a bit of a black hole and just take over a quarter here and there. And, you know, they gave up quite a bit for him, but they've got a young team already. They've got a bunch of second round picks coming in. And they've still got the Colin Sexton trade chip that they could either hang on to him and sign him for a cheaper deal come summertime, or they could move him still this week and maybe bring a pick in, maybe bring in another player. But it seems they've got their backcourt replacement, which is something they definitely needed. Yeah, and I think it's important to note that Karis Levert's contract, it aligns with Kevin Love's deal expiring in 2023. And, you know, you're going to be extending Evan Mobley here. You know, that's a no-brainer. He's looking like a rookie of the year. So that's good, too. Like, if it goes poorly, like you were saying, Karis LeVert, differing opinions on him. Yeah, You know, I think it's a wide range. People are like, is he really that good? Is the idea of him better than the actual player? Then you see him play at times. We saw him on Friday night go for, what, 42? Mm. I mean, he can put up buckets. uh, And so it's like, you know, there's this wide spectrum of how people think of him. But I'm just saying, even if it goes poorly, and it just doesn't work for whatever reason, though I'm with you guys, Garland has proven he can play a little off the ball. And Levert's not that bad of a playmaker. Um, even if it goes poorly, though, you're not like locked in here for like four or five years. You know, that's where it's different than a Norman Powell contract. Exactly right. right. Where he's a good player, maybe he's even better. But it's a four or five year deal there with Norman Powell that he just signed. So I like it. I think this, and I like what the Pacers got in return. Let's talk about that a little bit. Now it just sets up Tass. What's next? Are they. Are they? Is this the beginning of the end of the Pacers here? Are we seeing a Turner or Sabonis get traded at some point this week? Yeah, it's a huge positive for the classic factory, it feels like. Yeah. It, it, feel, it <laughs> feels like the first domino. It kind of feels like the magic last year where they traded Vooch, they traded Aaron Gordon, they let Fournier go. It was the start of a mediocre team deciding, all right, we got to get worse. Right. And it feels like this is happening. Now they get, yeah, pick in the 20s, a pick in the 30s of this upcoming draft. Is it a huge steal? You never know what you're going to get with those picks, but it looks good because it says first-round draft pick, I guess. Um, but it, yeah. it is protected. And, you know, some people say, or John Hollinger wrote this weekend, the draft ain't all that good. Whatever. Whatever it is. Top I mean, four, cares. top five heavy, that's what they're saying, right? Yes. And it's a crapshoot. I don't know. Yeah, you know I oh, the Pacers would love to get Chet Holmgren, wouldn't they? Uh, it's true. They're not that far from being one of no, the worst no. teams yeah. in the league. Yeah, that's the thing here. That's, yeah. That part's good, for yeah. sure. Get bad. So do you think they'll possibly try and get something in exchange for let's say a turn like if this is what they got for Karis LeVert they want more in theory for Turner oh yeah and I say more and probably like better picks uh coming back do you think they'll be able to pull this off or should I guess you think they should well they should yes yes it really reminds me of the magic team and uh it just gets them worse in the short term yeah (laughs) and uh I think uh, Miles Turner's injury might uh, keep him out for longer. Let's say if he if he does stick around, you know, it's a bit like the Damian Lillard situation. We'll get into Portland. And we'll get to Portland in a second. Same thing. Keep him out. Mm-hmm. Do not play that guy. They ain't playing until Thursday. Don't play those big guys until <laughs> Thursday. Yeah. No way. No way. Yeah. What do you think about the Pacers here? Because they're they're really under the cap now too. Yeah. You know, I think they're 25, 26 million under the cap. They're going to be one of the rare teams that's going to have significant cap room in the offseason. You know, we'll see if they actually do anything yeah. with it because it's like Detroit, Orlando. You talked about them. San Antonio, like OKC, OKC, obviously. Yeah, for sure. Uh, is this just just the start here, moving Karis LeVert, and then it is a Turner-Sabonis to whatever team, be it the Wizards or some other squad? Yeah, Turner's an interesting one because of the injury, so it seems like teams are a little bit hesitant right now. But if you get information that he's going to be back and competing, then I think the Pacers 
absolutely do move him. I think the direction they're moving is is like we want to get so they're going to have two first round picks in this year's draft, mm-hmm. which is good, and they maybe get a top five in there, and then maybe a ten. Who knows? Which yeah. would be great for them. So that clearly to me is the direction they're going. In that case, you may as well try to cash in on these other assets you've got, these solid assets, to try to get even more draft assets and compensation because then potentially if you don't get that number one you might be able to trade up and get it if that's what you want because historically the Pacers don't often have a high draft pick their highest pick was number 10 Paul George in 2010 prior to that it was 1989 George McLeod number 7 pick ah, so uh, McLeod. there's yeah. a name I haven't heard no 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 so uh, that's where I think the Pacers have decided right now it's not working they're not winning with, with this Turner and Sabonis as their two main players very good players Sabonis has been an all star Turner's kind of hovering and he's been the blocks leader a couple of times so maybe it's like all right let's let's try and get it through the draft because it's not a free agent destination either so i think their strongest way of rebuilding is getting as many players they can through the draft yeah lose a bunch of games here mm-hmm. and take a bite at the apple in the uh, in the draft lottery anything to add from the pacer side oh of things, they right? got they want chet so bad they want that <laughs> chet man so bad and honestly like the pacers right now i feel like they're in a good spot as long as they keep turner and sabonis out for the rest of the season because like lee said they'll be pe- picking in the top 10 guaranteed then in the 20s and then in the 30s that's pretty solid going into a draft especially considering you know when they when the news came out that they wanted two first rounders for Karis Levert it was kind of like yeah right there's no chance that's happening pretty close it's pretty, pretty close. close pretty close yeah, like yeah. you could find a solid player with a 38th pick Io was a 38th pick Draymond Green's <laughs> going to the Hall of Fame as a 38th pick Manu yeah exactly was- you could find good players early in the second round and you can find a decent player late in the first round as well you might find a Karis LeVert even, Levert. right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> you yeah. might find a Keon Johnson. Who knows? But now you got two chances at it, which is better. And then you can put them around maybe Sabonis next year. Whoever you get is this number one top five kind of pick. Who knows? Maybe they don't go full rebuild. I think they should. Yeah. But if you're the Pacers and you're a team that's kind of hesitant to do that, maybe this is your one-year retooling where you just set everybody down, say, hey, we're not trying hard for the end of the year. Our record is terrible right now. We're going to keep up with that, take our chance with the draft lottery and try again next year. Yeah, okay. So overall, though, two thumbs up for both sides, for the Pacers yeah. and the Cavs. Mm-hmm. Why not? Why Very not? solid trade. I think, I think as well, when you just look back at what happened last season, if you were to say the Cavs out of that deal... Uh, we get Jared Allen and Karis LeVert, <laughs> yeah. you would say that's a steal for them, really. Right. Because right. they were just a facilitator in yeah, that you're talking deal. About the big Sorry, deal. the James yeah, Harden yeah, deal, yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, but they were basically just like, okay, we'll help you facilitate it. Okay, we'll take Jared Allen, sign him to a $100 million contract, should be an all star, probably gets in anyway. And now we get Karis LeVert, who, if you get playoff Brooklyn Karis LeVert, this is right. a, a huge win for Would the Cavs. Would the Cavs trade Jared Allen and Karis LeVert to the Nets for James Harden right now? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> no, I mean, no, not the way things have turned out at the time, sure. But, yeah, well, uh, I mean, right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, well, we had another deal. Well, on, hold on a second. I know oh. you read that John Hollinger thing. What mm-hmm. did you think about the sly little mention of LeBron James? Did you, uh, oh, did you realize he might be a free agent in 2023? <laughs> no, I, that was an interesting one. I don't mind the Johnny Holly slip-ins, but... <laughs> No, there's no way he goes home. Round three. No way. He's going wherever Bronny gets drafted. 
for a year. <laughs> if he gets drafted to Cleveland, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's going there. But there's 29 other teams, I think, that Bronny would go to as well. Uh, well, let's go back to Friday night because we did have another trade. Uh, specifically need to hear Tass's thoughts on this because we actually jumped on Friday night, did an emergency uh, YouTube reaction to this one. Clippers acquiring Norman Powell and Robert Covington in a trade with the Blazers for Eric Bledsoe, Justice Winslow, Keon Johnson, who was uh, a first-round draft pick in the 2021 draft, and then a 2025 second-round pick, courtesy of the Detroit Pistons. Again, we sort of weighed in. Maybe you guys have some more thoughts on this, but Tass, uh, what do you think of the Clippers getting Powell and Covington here for not a whole lot? Some people were calling it a bag of beans. <laughs> uh, well, it was fun to, to listen to your chat. I jumped in after uh, after I saw all the slacks, and you guys, you guys jumped on. Where were you? You said you were driving. I was in right? my car. Thankfully, I'm proud of myself. I didn't look at my slack while I was driving. Had my phone in my pocket. Good for you. Nice. Yeah, I had, an, I had an ass slack happening, and I didn't look at it whatsoever. And then, yeah, I joined in. I paid yeah. you guys $5 for, yeah, your, for your comments. Uh, but uh, I'm... Well, for the for the Clippers, the Clippers keep going for it. I love it. Obviously, yeah. Uh, I, I I thought that this could be a championship team before the season. It's getting a little bit too far along without Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. They got to come back at some point if they're going to do anything this postseason. But it sets them up well if they do come back or for next year with Norman Powell, who had some big games in the conference finals with the Raps. If you remember in 2019 yep. against the Bucks, he had a 19 point game, 18 point game to really swing that series back in the Raps direction, helping out Kawhi like he could. And just a side note, I guess the Clippers will win a championship because any Raptor that goes to an L.A. team like Danny Green, uh, they win the ship. I love the the arms race between the Clippers and the Lakers. They fought for Danny Green. They fought for Morris Bros at the next trade deadline. And now Lakers fans pissed that they couldn't get Norman Powell. What the hell for that trade package? Anyways, I'm pretty uh, excited for the Clippers from the Blazers. It's like the Pacers, I think. They have a small window here with Damian Lillard out to get real bad to try and get a great draft pick. And I, I know people might not like the package that they got back. Mm. Understandable, but they got off money and they could get bad real quick. So what do they do in the offseason? Could they sign somebody with free agent money for, with this with this newfound cap room? Could they get a good draft pick? Because they could fall just like the Pacers to a one, two, three, four, five. And maybe it's a quick retool to tool alongside Damian Lillard, or maybe it's the beginning of a teardown, like if they don't get a good draft pick, or if there's no nobody comes to Portland as a free agent, then maybe you gotta tear it down. But this allows for them uh, to have a little bit of flexibility, like Chauncey Billups was saying, which is weird for a coach yeah. to be asked, hey, what do you think about this trade? Well, it's good for our flexibility. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, flexibility ain't helping you out no, there the court, get you yeah, 20 and 10. Yeah, flexibility I checked, DNP, but, I guess. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> what, what, what are we seeing here from a Blazers team? I, I think they do have options now. And that's good. And I think Lillard is probably done for the rest of the season because he said uh, to reporters a couple weeks ago, um, I ain't playing for a draft pick. <laughs> like if, if we're in March and we're not doing well, I'm just going to sit out longer. But uh, this could bode well for Lillard in Portland if they can retool around him. Mm. You know, if they can get a forward. They did say the, the, the key word was from Joe Cronin in the front office was balance, which means forward to me. No more guards. No you more know, guards. Norman Powell's... It's just a duplication there, and we need a forward bad. So if they can get that, if not, tear down, I think. Any new thoughts on this deal? Again, we did 20, 25 minutes on this on Friday night, yeah. I guess, on our YouTube feed, if you want to go check that out. But uh, now that you've had a couple days to sit with it, yeah. you must have just been thinking about it all weekend, Oh, I right? was thinking nonstop about it all weekend. Yeah. I mean, no, you, you talk about how they are going to do it now through the draft or free agency. Well, I'm just looking at the free agent crop here, and I'm wondering who that one could be that Lillard feels takes them over the edge. 
not sure it's automatically going to pop out at you uh, right now. But if the Blazers are able to do it, great. But I feel that this is more an indication that they're like, I think we, it is time to move on. I, I think so. They're, they're getting rid of the salaries. You mean they're, move on from Lillard? Uh, well, I think from the Lillard-McCollum era. I think it's like the DeRozan-Lowry right. situation where it's like, we, we're just sort of treading water here. They're not getting closer. Uh, unless there is that, you know, absolute certain guy who can come in and really turn around, which I don't see in free agency. Now, things obviously can change. I think it's. Uh, I think otherwise, Lillard's a bit like Bradley Beal. It's like you may as well try some, a different situation right now. And Lillard's probably not going to go to the front office and say it. But if the front office are making these sorts of moves where they're like, we just want cap space, uh, to me, I would start again. I would hit the reset button. They're talking about Anthony Simons as the guy they want to re-sign now mm-hmm. next season to the big contract. Great, young player. But maybe that's just the direction they sort of need to move now where they, they start again and uh, see if they can cash in on the assets they have. As for the Clippers... Kawhi, PG, and Powell, that trio. Championship contender with all these other guys around them. Coffee, Batum, Morris, Reggie Jackson, Terrence Mann, Kennard, the Nard Dog, the Nard Zubats, dog. Covington is there. I think they would attain his bird rights too, so he could be there for a couple of years. Um, is that scream like a championship contender to you? Are they that good? As long as Kawhi is Kawhi again when mm-hmm. he comes back, I don't think it's going to be this season. Ty Lu said he doesn't think it's going to be that se- this season. So next year, uh, I... A whole year of health, I think, is certainly possible. He was like, what, his 27 a game in the playoffs last year, shooting 60, 50, and 90 or something like that when he got hurt. He was on fire. Kawhi Leonard is one of the best players in the league. Paul George is one of the best second second best players in the league. And now you got Norm Powell to sop up some minutes. I still think they need to improve their big guy rotation. Zubach takes up space out there. He gets you some boards. He goes to the hoop, uh, strong on the rolls, but they could upgrade there. Maybe an Ibaka trade happens or something like that. But they got a really deep team. They play defense, and now they got Norm Powell to play some offense as well. So I think that this trade definitely helps. I think uh, Covington will probably be pretty solid here. Mm-hmm. He'll probably be their backup five, actually, behind Zubach, and he'll do fine as a backup five since the rest of the team can actually play defense. He doesn't have to be the one guy out there stopping everybody. That certainly helps. So, yeah, this is a great trade. Uh, for the Blazers, especially considering they gave up basically nothing yeah. uh, to get this. Um, they, they have one hell of a payroll that they're looking at, but Balmer's loaded. I yep. think he's yeah. three. T- he has like three times the <laughs> net worth of the next wealthiest NBA owner, which is yeah. insane when you think yeah. about how wealthy uh, these guys are. So I guess he doesn't care, and he thinks, yeah, why wouldn't we do this? Trading very little there in Bledsoe and Winslow and then Keon Johnson, who hasn't really had a chance. I mean, the Blazers are also taking a flyer on him. They're thinking like, well... It's not a draft pick, which we probably wanted if we were moving Powell and Covington, but the guy was just a draft pick mm-hmm. and barely played, and the athleticism is there. Can he put it all together? We'll see. It's as close as possible to the the trade saying first-round draft sort pick. Sort of. Yeah. I, I agree. mean, he's been yeah. there half a year, but I guess he is more of an athlete than a basketball player. I don't know. I mean, I, I had to look him up and, and find out his stats. I had to look up Chet Holmgren uh, <laughs> to really understand what that guy is all about. Yep. But the Blazers would love Chet as well. I think it, what happens in the draft is is pretty important for the Blazers. I, I don't know if there's a hashtag yet, like there was a fade for Cade. Get Chet. The, yeah, just get Chet. <laughs> get Chet. <laughs> I guess so. Paolo for Paolo. Yeah, I was going to say. is also pretty solid. <laughs> All right. I think the next trade is very important for the Blazers because they did good to get off the Norm Powell deal here. You want a, a contender should be paying him $20 million a right. year when he's 32 years old. Not a team that's no. retooling here. 
Uh, but they do need to get some draft picks besides a guy in Keon Johnson who's a pseudo draft pick. So maybe the Nurkic trade, whatever that is, or a McCollum trade. They got to focus on getting picks back. Right. And we talked about uh, the Galaxy Brain move was the Blazers to try and trade McCollum <laughs> to the Pelicans <laughs> so the Pelicans <laughs> could pass them in the play-in race. Though that already happened uh, yeah. over the weekend. So maybe that uh, will not be going down mm. in the next couple of days. Here. And you brought up Balmer there and the future of this Clippers team. How is he going to act when they open that arena in England? They're he'll be, opening. He'll be, their, oh. he'll be grabbing a little higher on your thigh. <laughs> yeah, yes. he's going. To, he's going to go bananas <laughs> when they open that arena. But I, I love how they're, I love how they're go, continuously going for it here. Yeah, the roster, if they're healthy, it does look like a championship mm. roster, but it's got a. Yeah. There's some big question marks there for sure. All right, let's get to the big, uh, juicy rumor from the weekend. Oh, yes. yeah, buddy. <laughs> the Athletics. Shams Sharanya reported on Friday that the Nets are open to discussing a deal with Philadelphia about James Harden and that the 76ers are expected to pursue that Ben Simmons swap before the trade deadline here on Thursday. For what it's worth. Steve Nash said the Nets won't be trading Harden. What this week? That's what he said. He's ah, come on, he must have said. Yep. He said. He said. He's actually said. He didn't say no. He said yes. That's correct. Mm. That he will. They, they will not be trading. Uh, right. Yes, that's Green? correct. We won't be trading. So the double negative sort well, of. Well, well, yeah. well, well. Um, so yeah, this look. This we've been talking about this. It feels like for months. But uh, Trey, I think I want to ask you this way: Should both teams do this in the next couple of days, <laughs> and not just for our sanity? Not just for our sanity here in the Class Factory, but like, does this make sense on paper for both of these squads? Harden pairs up with Embiid, boom, he's got that relationship with Maury, and then Simmons, a defensive-minded guy, goes to Brooklyn and doesn't need shots, obviously, when you got Katie and Kyrie. Does it just make sense and they should do this? Uh, sure, yeah. I don't I don't know when you ask it like that, because it's very strange to me, because before the season, the question was, shouldn't the Sixers just trade Ben Simmons to the Nets? for Kyrie Irving yeah. and solve other problems. <laughs> right, mm. right. I don't understand why the Nets would want to help the Sixers this much. So from that standpoint, I kind of don't see it happening, but if you're the if you're the Nets and you do think Harden is leaving, which they say he, they don't think he's yeah, leaving, this is the but thing. Kyrie also throws in the curveball, but who knows what could happen? Mm. Uh, if you think Harden is not going to come back, then yeah, bring in Ben Simmons. He plays defense. He doesn't need the ball. All the things that you would imagine are perfect alongside uh, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving when he's playing. That makes sense from that standpoint, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like you're, you're throwing the Sixers a lifeline here. The team that you're competing against for the championship, right. who's better than you are right now, and you're helping them get even better and solving one of their problems. I don't know. I don't know. I love this detail, though, from uh, Adrian Wojnarowski and Ramona Shelburne about the first time the 76ers and the Nets <laughs> <laughs> talked about a James Harden trade. Who do you like on our roster? Here's who I like on yours, they're saying to each other. Eventually, Maury spoke up on the true intention of his call. What about James? James who? Marks responded. Yeah. The Nets do have two James. Johnson and Harden. James Harden, says Maury. <laughs> no. Mark said flatly, oh my goodness, we are in smokescreen season right, right this, now. This was it four weeks ago. Crazy, man. Yeah, yeah. This is wild stuff, but uh, I don't know. It's like Sacramento says, Maury says we can do a deal with Sacramento anytime we want. So Sacramento says, nah, we're out. They asked for too much. Yeah. So then Maury says, uh, eh, we're just going to wait until the summer. We're going to hang on to Ben Simmons as long as we need to. But actually... Ben Simmons for James Harden could happen right now. So yeah. then Steve Nash is like, well, we're not trading him. Kyrie Irving's like, well, he wants to be here, but maybe he doesn't. This is, 
this is insane stuff. And it really it just plays on our history, I think, that we know things that have happened in the past. We've heard about a Simmons for Harden deal for a year, mm. it feels like. There's obviously the Harden and Maury connection and the history of James Harden getting tired of playing with his teammates. Dwight Howard, Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, now maybe the rest of the Nets. Right. So it's kind of like the perfect rumor. Yeah, mm. that that's the thing. The, Harden is the huge question mark with here. What does he want to do? Because I think you make this move instantly if you're the Nets. If he is saying, um, I'm not going to be here. I'm going to yeah. be leaving. Then it's like to, a no-brainer uh, to me that you would actually want to get Ben Simmons here. Because Harden, I mean, you saw his last game against the Kings. He put up four points. Mm -hmm. Disinterested looking. Now, is this because he's injury? In, like, are these actually injury-related sort of bad games here? Or is it because he's sort of pouting? Mm. And he sort of checked out. And he wants to yeah. be moved. That's, that's the question to me. I don't know and the answer. You likened it to his last game in Houston, right? I saw well, on a Twitch. Well, no. I actually <laughs> compared it to, and this was a shout-out to, uh, to um, Deuce Mason there with the Kings. It was against the Kings, this game uh, Harden played. Jimmy Butler's last game when mm. he was a, Min uh, a Minnesota Timberwolf obviously with the whole Rachel mm -hmm. Nichols interview and all that, he was like completely checked out of that game against the Kings, you know, probably knew that he was likely be going, going to be swapped there and just didn't give a damn. Uh, it just happened to be against Sacramento. Yeah. That was the oh, okay. comparison. But yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, thought, I thought it was the Houston comparison because yeah. he, you know, obviously James he's done checked out of Houston. Yeah. Um, I, I do think he's pissed. <laughs> I do think he's angry that he's had to play the entire season. He's had to play like 40 minutes. He's playing on this injured hamstring. I do think it's a problem. It goes back to last year's playoffs, which I think is a concern for any team even trading for him. He is 32. He's played 32,000 minutes. He's never, ever, ever abided by the uh, load management theory. He's always played. He's always right. played. So I would be worried if I do trade for him, but I do think he's pissed with the whole Kyrie situation. He said a few weeks ago when Kyrie had a good game, he said, well, that's why we need Kyrie playing every game. I, I do think he's upset, but, I mean, this is, this is out of Simmons' camp, and I don't think there's any teeth to it whatsoever. Mm. I, I, do, I don't think that they came in uh, of Kyrie... Simmons and Durant and said, "Whatever, let's just give it like half a year." I mean, I think <laughs> I think the I think they do want to try one time together in the postseason, but yeah, the, the Kyrie thing is the, is the big thing. Kevin Durant's going to come back, but is Kyrie going to be there? And and you know, you, you mentioned we mentioned the comments about Steve Nash. The comments from Kyrie Irving after the game also quite confusing. He's <laughs> he was asked, "Are you going to play, dude? Are you going to play?" Uh, 82 games or are you going to be able to play at home he said I'm keeping a positive mindset that anything can happen in these next few days or the next week does he know something just crossing my fingers that something can come up either before the all-star break or even just after so I'm definitely keeping a positive attitude in that sense I, I, I say does he know something as in are these mandates you know being being removed because just this morning maybe he does the New Jersey governor said that teachers and students don't have to wear masks anymore. That was a mandate for a long time. Maybe Kyrie knows something. Maybe Kyrie is in the know that this mandate... <laughs> He's that, waited it out. Well, you win, Kyrie. Who, yeah, who the heck knows? It is a strange situation. But Nash is sitting there and trying to answer these questions. And he's asked, uh, do you have a championship team? Well, yeah. When our three best players play, yeah, we do. So if they come back, they've lost freaking eight in a row. Yeah. Uh, but they're still easily within the number one They're the seat. title favorites still, according yeah, to Vegas. Really? Well, yeah, because wow. like Tasso, when they play the three guys, I think they're like 13-3 and three or something like that. Isn't I mean, that their record overall? I don't know. There's, there's the Harris thing. Games. There's a lot of questions. There's, there's more and more questions than there were at the beginning of the season. Joe Harris may not come back. There's there's that issue. It's just a strange one. I, I don't think they blow it up now, though. Lee, yes. are you doing this trade if you're the Brooklyn Nets? You're saying, here, 
We'll trade you, Harden, for Ben Simmons, Curry, and picks. Well, James Harden turned down a massive extension with them already, which is a sort of in, a signal of like he's not 100% convinced that he's coming back there to Brooklyn. The way that he has been playing on the court right now, I mean, he's, he's, he is checked out a little bit and maybe he's injured. If you look at the numbers, he is down. He's shooting the ball pretty badly by his standards this year yeah. at 41%. I think just watching him, he doesn't quite have that same explosiveness we've seen in the boy. He doesn't get that same separation on guys, but he's still averaging almost a triple-double, which is... Kind of incredible, really, isn't it? That he can still go out there almost in only second or third gear and still put up these great numbers. Do you think he'd pair well with Embiid? Well, I think this would be a very interesting test for James Harden because for the last, what, 10 years, and really until he went to Brooklyn there, it's always been his team. Yeah. When Dwight came in, it was James Harden's team. When Chris Paul and Westbrook came in, it was James Harden's team. If he goes to Philadelphia... He has to sort of adjust around Joel Embiid. That's Embiid's team for me. Yeah, and it's he, also Durant's Brooklyn Nets. No, that, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, Since yeah. he went to Brooklyn, yeah, that yeah. was the only time that James Harden hasn't been the unquestioned number one. Yeah. And, and I think in Philadelphia, he is not the number one. I think that's Embiid's team. So he would have to adjust. But this is also a guy playing at an MVP level. So every incentive is there for James Harden to be like, okay, I can get maybe to that level I'm trying to get to with this team because I've got a guy at the absolute peak of his powers. Mm-hmm. So... I would do it. I would make that deal right now. You, Simmons, whether or not he plays, and, and, and in that report as well, apparently close people to Simmons have hoped that he will play if he doesn't get traded this season. That's, oh, that's I'm just saying what the article said, okay? I'm just saying what the article said. So, so, so if he's still with Philadelphia come, come Thursday night, I'm back, baby. Hey, I'm talk back. to Woj and, uh, and Ramona. They said it, okay, okay. But, um, is, let's, but let's say he's not. So you're not getting anything out of him. If you can get James Harden, who will be a free agent at the end of this season, for that, uh, and it costs you Seth Curry and Ben Simmons, I would do it. I would do it because it's also a, a saying to Joel Embiid, we are trying to give you a superstar round. And as I mentioned, he's 32. Tass is correct that he he plays a ton of games. But I also think that may be starting to catch up with him a little bit in these injuries and just the fact that his shooting is down, that he's had such a heavy workload for yeah. so many years. But he's still good enough right now that it's like if he's available and he costs you a player that isn't playing, go for it. Right. But then... If you trade for Harden, you're of course in theory Daryl Morey and the and the organization is signing Harden in all likelihood to a big deal. Yeah, and then then there's concern at the back end of that contract, like you just talked about, yeah. like what type of player is he going to be then? Of course. But then again, if he's James Harden that we we've seen over the last couple of years, that's probably good enough to win you a title paired with Embiid. I think. I think as well what we've seen in in recent times with the Raptors going for it with Kawhi, there's a risk, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But if you can get a championship out of it, then it's worth of it. And and you've seen the Lakers, and we've seen the Bucks, and we've seen the Clippers basically give up all their assets to go for it. And I think if you're the Sixers, why not? I think again, it's more symbolic to say to Joel Embiid. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll sign him to a big, a huge extension because we believe that's a sign to you that we are trying to give you the best chance of winning. Any other thoughts on the Simmons Harden? I love it. Remember? I mean, I love talking about <laughs> love it. it. Yeah. It's it's a strange one because you watch James Harden out there, and sometimes he's playing on half a leg, but obviously he can give you thirty and ten and yeah. and have a great year and have a good run. And I think he does want to be a secondary guy. I, I think but he's do you, had enough. Do you of think it. he would? I mean, we haven't seen him embrace that role, really, have we? I mean, Durant is the guy. I know, Durant. Okay, so take Durant out of it. I mean, he's played with Westbrook. He had a history there with Westbrook. Chris Paul is a Hall of Famer. Now, Dwight, okay, that didn't work, but... Oh, I mean, he signed, he signed in Brooklyn to play with Kyrie and Kevin Durant. I I know, but I'm I'm saying, like, historically, like, Kevin Durant is, you know, one of those super elite talents, right? Mm -hmm. Now he's going to a situation with Joel Embiid who... 
Joel Embiid's not going to want to be like, all right, I'll be the number two here. I'll let you no, no. flourish. The nice no. difference, though, is Embiid is a giant. Uh, he's a yeah. center. Yeah, then, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. He may yeah, handle the ball more. Harden may handle yeah. the ball more yeah. without Kyrie and Durant. <laughs> yeah, I, look, I, look I, think, I think he sort of has to do it. And, and maybe these last couple of years he's realized, okay, that maybe is yeah. the, the best uh, or a better situation for me now. But um, it's still a challenge because Daryl Morey surrounded him with Hall of Fame talent in Houston. And kind of each time it... it, it, it got close. Know, yeah, they got they got very, they got a Chris Paul hamstring away from yeah. probably winning a championship. But I I mean more those relationships. Like they got Dwight in his prime. Remember, mm-hmm. like the free agent signing, like the big, the best center available, and that didn't work out. But well, they thought Dwight was in his prime, but that was when Dwight started falling off. Was in well, Houston, okay, and he but, definitely slowed down. And actually, I think it's worked every single time with Harden playing with these superstar teammates. Like you're saying, 67 wins with uh, Chris Paul with the Rockets. There, Westbrook was all NBA when he played alongside uh, Harden in Houston. They had to change their team around completely. And and become the all smallies so it was kind of weird but Embiid also did great when Jimmy Butler was there with the Sixers he turned over the team and said yeah sure Jimmy you handle the ball in the fourth quarter get buckets so the question then would be become does James Harden come through in the fourth quarter that is a little bit more of a question to me is he the guy that you're 100% relying on I think Embiid would like the help though because he said earlier this season I get nothing easy. It's all effort out there for me. And it's true. It's like he's bringing the ball up. He's hitting pull-up jumpers. He's doing stuff that looks like it should be from a 6'8 guy. So to offload some of that responsibility would be great. Yeah. The ironic part is you start to get concerned about what Embiid's doing right now. Can he keep it going when we get to April and uh, you know May? Or will it be like James Harden where he like mm. just completely carries your team for an 82-game season and then starts to run out of gas a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's a concern, for well, sure. Yeah, and the strange thing about the Nets, if they made this deal for Ben Simmons, it kind of lengthens their window because Simmons is I, much younger. I agree. I love this trade for both teams. I love yep. it. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, again, I think the Sixers say, we're not giving you Curry. He's actually pretty important to them. Mm-hmm. Obviously a shooter. You know, what are you talking about picks? If it was just like, I mean, I know I, I'm not even sure if it le- like uh, works. You'd have to get the numbers right. But like, principal Simmons for Harden, I like it for both teams. I think it makes almost too much sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they would be playing each other in the in a series, and it would be yeah. awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. That would be awesome if it was Philly Brooklyn in the first round or whenever. It yeah. wouldn't really matter. But I, I definitely think the Simmons defensive uh, improvement would be huge for Brooklyn. They need that badly. So you know, yeah. If Kyrie and Kevin Durant can provide the offense as far as shooting and scoring the ball, then. Uh, yeah, go for it, Brooklyn. Right. Why, right. why hasn't anyone made a hamstring video? I mean, I'm talking specifically about Chris Paul's hamstring, hamstrung the Rockets. The Rockets don't get to the finals. James Harden's hamstring last year prevents them from getting to the conference finals, maybe the championship. There's a, I don't know, hamstring, <laughs> sad violins. I don't know, something there. All right, we can work on it. <laughs> yeah, See yeah. what Jose called it. <laughs> All right, let's take our first break. Uh, when we come back, though, we'll get to winners of the NBA weekend. We got some rising stars rosters to take a look at and a whole lot more. Don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, 
courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. If you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey guys, this is JJ Redick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, or Paulo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? The Old Man of the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man of the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, here in the Classic Factory, we wanted to give another shout-out to the stream teamers out there joining us live this morning on YouTube. Doing big numbers here on a Monday. People mm. love the trades. Oh, they yeah. love the rumors. Yeah. It's trade deadline season. Uh, we usually on Monday show do NBA weekend winners and losers, but because we had so many trades to talk about, we're just doing winners. I'll get us started. They only played one game this weekend, but I don't care. The Memphis Grizzlies are a winner of the weekend. They are the new national buzz, really. <laughs> they are yeah. must watch television. You would agree with that. Five o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. Who scheduled that? <laughs> I don't know. Come I on. don't know. But I was tuning in. Yeah. Because you got to see them play right now. Yeah. You have to. <clears throat> um, John Morant's getting MVP chance in Orlando. That's what's happening. You got, apparently, according to uh, TV analyst Brevin Knight, there are more Grizzlies jerseys there than there were Magic jerseys. Now I get it. There is mm-hmm. an Orlando team that's struggling and all that. But he's just like, it's the hottest team in the league. You got to be watching. What was your favorite play? It's my question. Was it the three-on-one fast break where John Morant goes behind yeah. his back and then Zaire Williams is throwing the oop to Melton? Or was it like minutes later... John Morant dunking on a ducking sort of Robin Lopez. Seeing Jard with a legit no look behind the back was incredible. You know, like, because, you know, we've seen uh, some some look no look passes from Spencer Dinwiddie, according to Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> yeah. This was, and the slow mo, like, he's really looking away, flicks it behind his back. The connection there with Williams and then up to uh, Melton for the oop. Beautiful stuff. Oh, my God. It was like the Showtime Lakers. I, you know, the vibes I'm getting in this team? They're like the Kings. With like Jason Williams mm. and Webb, they're like it's just a highlight factory with the squad. And again, they're blowing out the magic, but you still got to keep watching tests because yeah. you don't know what's about to happen here. Also, you brought up the no look. Yeah. Um, it just made me think. Remember, Bill Murray had the no look shot in that commercial a long time ago. Did you see his no look putt <laughs> no. from the weekend? You didn't see that. I did you see Bill that? Murray was going yeah. around. I didn't click it. He walked up to like a I don't know, like looked to be like an eight foot nine foot putt, and then backwards hit it like looking the other way hit it and perfectly sunk it anyway incredible beautiful putter of the golf again (laughs) I know you're like who cares Grizzlies beat the magic but this is awesome John Morant 33 points 14 to 21 7 assists and he said he had a bad game (laughs) because he had turnovers yeah that dunk on Robin Lopez uh just got Robin Lopez running the other way as fast <laughs> yeah. as possible. Like, he didn't want to be part of any replay or anything. <laughs> he got the heck out of there. You don't see Robin Lopez chug too quickly, uh, but he got the heck out of there. 
Yes, feel good times. Uh, maybe they didn't want to compete with the NHL All Star Game, which was Saturday night. I think. <laughs> I think. I think the NHL All Star Game used to be on Sundays, and the Skills Challenge was on Saturday. Everything but used now to be on up. Sunday. Now it's all a day early. Get away from Sunday. Yeah. People don't want to watch TV. I don't know. People are scared of the Pro Bowl. I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the Grizzlies are the story in Orlando. Were there more Morant jerseys? Maybe that's what they were saying. Maybe that's it's what a they were hot saying. ticket. The kids love it. It's a little Steph Curry like, you know, from years past. I don't know how high he can go in terms of jersey sales, but he's climbing. Ooh, yeah. Uh, the Grizzlies are thirty-seven and eighteen, by the way. <sighs> They're five games before the All Star break. Tuesday they host the Clippers. Then they have a little three-game road trip: Detroit, Charlotte, and the Pelicans. And then their final game is at home versus the Blazers. Those are five winnable games. Mm-hmm. Let's say maybe they even take four. They're looking. They're going to have like forty to forty-two wins at the All Star break, which again, at this point, we shouldn't be surprised. But I, I can't. I, they still have Dylan Brooks coming back to this yeah. team too. And we talked about like, will they? Will they make a move? Will they move off of Kyle Anderson because they don't think they'll be able to pay him and all that? But man, the vibes so high. <laughs> nice high vibes. Yeah, man. <laughs> you were watching this on Saturday afternoon at five o'clock. God, man, I, I have to watch John. I'm, I'm like, you it's were watching appointment Grizzlies viewing. magic. It's appointment <laughs> viewing. Oof. It's good stuff, man. Yeah, it's appointment it's viewing. It's good stuff. Yeah, you, I caught the highlights. I was happy with that. Well, um, and I would agree with Lee, the behind the back to the alley-oop with Zaire Williams jumping at the exact yeah. same time. That's when you know you've made a mistake as the as a defender. When the alley-oop thrower and the alley-oop dunker are dunk jumping at the same time, you're ending up in a highlight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think John Morant said afterwards that he called it a game-breaker from NBA Streets. <laughs> this guy's the best. Yeah. This guy's yeah. literally the best right now. I would drive 12 hours to see him. <laughs> exactly, right. On a Saturday yeah. at 5 o'clock. Um, Tass, let's keep it going, though. Who you got for a winner of the weekend? Well, I'm going with a smaller name in Reggie Bullock of the Dallas Mavericks because he was the Mavs' big off-season acquisition. He was their big signing, and he kind of bounced around the league for a while. Uh, before he got to New York. He was in the G League and such. But last year, he had a big year with the Knicks that got him paid. His first big contract, shot 40% with the Knicks. The Mavs thought, well, 3 and D guy, perfect beside Luka Doncic. Has not worked out until the last six games, really. Bullock has been on fire. Oh, yeah. uh, before that, I mean, even his percentages now, because he was so so bad, uh, he ha- the percentages are still not good. Uh, but these last six games, he just... Can't miss. He's he's firing a high volume, which is so important around Luca. And then Friday in Atlanta, he started twice. He doesn't start a lot of games. He usually comes off the bench, but Kleba was hurt. Two consecutive starts for the first time in a couple months, and he hit 10 threes this weekend. Post-game interview in both those games, mm. uh, which is big. Uh, and, they yeah, again, he took the place of Kleba, who was injured. So this is a, a predicament for Jason Kidd because Bullock is making the right reads out there and hitting shots. Uh, the starting lineup now, no Porzingis as well. It's Luca Brunson, Bullock, Dorian Finney-Smith, and Dwight Powell. Now, Porzingis comes in for Dwight Powell, but I don't know. Bullock is playing so well. Hardaway's off the bench. Uh, it, it's a predicament. It's a, obviously a very, very good one. And he's got great hair, and it's fun to watch him <laughs> out there uh, because he, he is the perfect glue guy, the perfect connector, and he's hitting shots. So it's it's good to see the Mavs. Playing well, you know, it's it's like you want guys around Luca making baskets. Just I mean, got to make threes. Yeah. That's literally it. 
uh, if you're playing outside of Luka Doncic, and they're going to need him to hit threes because, like you're saying, he's had some ups and downs. He's been, it feels like he's a 40% three-point shooter one season. Follow that up with 35, 40, 35, 40, mm-hmm. 35. But now with Tim Hardaway being out, yeah. they're going to need Tim, uh, Reggie Bullock to be able to stretch the court there, give some room for Luka, for Jalen Brunson. He's got to be their best shooter, so it's nice to see him actually doing it. Mm-hmm. And defensively, he was actually okay on trade yeah. two last night. Uh, trade didn't hit a three, and the Hawks, this was a winnable game. Mm-hmm. Everyone was in foul trouble there for the Dallas Mavericks, oh, yeah. and they still couldn't sort of take the lead. So uh, two two good wins because the, the Mavericks came back against the Sixers on Friday night and then uh, solidified the good weekend with a, a win against the hot-ish team in the Hawks there last night. And, and that's the thing. You said, like, the timing of all this. You know, Hardaway goes out. He's got the, what, the foot broken, fracture. Yeah, broken, yeah. yeah. Um, so Bullock gets a chance, more minutes. And he's not only filling the role of, like, what they wanted from Hardaway Jr., hit a bunch of threes, but he's a better defender than Tim Hardaway Jr., mm-hmm. like you said. Like mm-hmm. he's just def- he just <laughs> gives you a little bit more on that end. And so the Mavs, yeah, like, quality wins here uh so reggie bullock getting a little love yeah. on a monday podcast it's the only podcast you're gonna hear that yeah outside maybe <laughs> the mavericks podcast they need help i mean who is obviously jalen brunson's been their second best player along with porzingis when healthy yeah. uh but who's the next guy dorian finney smith untouchable yeah good gord almighty yeah, yeah there's a lot of good players when they're playing well but uh, they need help i mean i think hardaway and him will there'll be enough minutes it'll be a small team uh in the playoffs uh, you know, they just don't have size. Uh, but I love them. Trey, I love them. <laughs> I, I just love them. <laughs> when, when I don't know what to I say, him. I say I love them. <laughs> Trey, who do you have for a winner? I love them. I love, I love doing podcasts with you guys. <laughs> I love it. A uh, big weekend for Jared Allen. Mm. Mm-hmm. Bigger weekend for Big Beef. JD, roll that beautiful beef footage. We freed the beef. Nurkic, 22 rebounds. Jokic. 21 rebounds. Drummond, 23 rebounds. Jarrett Allen, 22 rebounds. Let the beef drop. That's a lot of roast beef, which is rebounds. Oh, baby. 22 rebounds for Jared Allen on Friday night. The perfect 11 and 11 split. 11 it, offensive, oh. 11 <laughs> defensive. You saw Plumley missed the dunk there. Jared Allen grabbed the rebound. That happened like four times <laughs> that the Hornets missed a, like a layup or a dunk and Jared Allen got the rebound. He got number 20 in this game. His big beef. With three minutes left in the third <laughs> quarter, he also added 29 points for that Barbara Walters beef. <laughs> Wasn't a, that's not all from Jared Allen. Not even in this game. He had a clutch rebound put back. 30 seconds left to bring the Cavs within one. There's a great clip going around of Kevin Love getting his face and telling him, you're a fucking all-star. You're an all-star, buddy. <laughs> you're an all-star. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's singing it. Very cool. Uh, so a weird game, honestly, the end of Cavs oh. Hornets. Cavs, I, I don't know who who came out on top here. Like, uh, well, the Cavs. refereeing wise, Kevin Love oh, got gifted a free throw on the he offensive did. rebound. Uh, he, the guy a, won a game yeah. shooting free throws after an offensive rebound. That was tough. That was the makeupiest of makeup calls. Yeah. it had to be yeah. because they absolutely explain for the those other. listening yeah. or watching. Uh, so the ball went out of court and it was given to the uh, Hornets, but. 
as the play continued, Terry Rozier had the ball and just flung up a shot after, well and truly after the whistle had gone. And Ed Davis on the bench <laughs> just kind of like put his hand out and made contact or, you know, he interfered with yeah. the play. Now, one of the referees, for some reason, didn't realise the play had stopped and issued a technical foul for Ed Davis being on the play and then rewarded... Counted the basket. Terry Rozier said... Boom, you get a three-pointer out of that <laughs> as well. So weird. And JB Bickers, no one understood what the hell was going yeah. on. And the referees didn't go back and say, okay, hang on, there's clearly a mistake here. Instead, they went full ball. They just barreled ahead, <laughs> gave the three free three-pointer to the Hornets and the technical free throw. A 10-point game was back to six points in that instance. Right. But fortunately, the Cavs did manage to get the victory um, because Kevin Love, yeah, he the ball sort of bobbled into his hands and he pushed his hands towards the hoop <laughs> and they weren't in the penalty uh, uh, Charlotte but instead the referees decided okay we're going to give you shooting not their finest game not their finest they basically apologised after yeah they did and they, and and they like, acknowledged it that's good that is good that they at least acknowledged like we got that wrong and the right result was that the Cavs win this game I think because they had to give up four points they got two of them back yeah, <laughs> yeah. So and then Miles Bridges tried to also gain the rest for a, uh, a foul on the very last possession but even Eric Collins and Del Curry afterwards were like because uh, they were originally like, oh foul foul yeah. and then they're like uh, okay, okay. Miles Bridges basically grabbed. I can't remember who it was. He was there defending. But um, yeah, the right result, but ooh, rough, rough night there yeah. for the year. I'm just not sure why they wouldn't go back and review. And the re- whistle was blown. Uh, they review it. It's so yeah. weird. It's like, yeah. you tweet, you hear the and whistle, the players, it's on Dean Wade or something like that. Yeah, yeah, the players kind of had stopped. Yeah. And so everyone was sort of like, hmm, uh, very unusual. But they review so many things and they take so long. I'm not sure why they wouldn't just go back and say, we've got to get this one right. We're giving a team Or the official points. that blew the whistle should say, I blew my whistle to yeah. the other ref and say, <laughs> uh, sorry, I called it out. It's out. I don't know what. I what blew myself. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I blew myself. By <laughs> hey, so shout was, out. Yeah. They made up for it. They said, they, they apologized just like Trey made up for some lost beefs. We got all those beefs oh, yeah. back there. Is that what we were seeing there? Those were, those were those previous were the beefs. The lost beefs. Beefs stuck in the supply chain. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay good. Andre Drummond, he's wearing a nose ring in that in his headshot. <laughs> yeah, never, yeah, yeah. never noticed that. It's very you don't see that very often. Uh, but uh, yeah, what a weekend for Jared Allen. And then the Cavs come back from twenty against the Pacers on Sunday. Uh, it's like yeah. it's fifteen points, seventeen rebounds for Jared yeah. Allen in the win against the Pacers. Timing is everything. The guy's going to be an all star. He's going to one hundred percent get the Kevin Durant injury replacement. Yeah. Yeah, and the Grizzlies. Deservedly. Yeah, the Grizzlies are the, the must-watch team, but then you get some some Cavs games where they come back. The you know the arena's rocking there, and Kevin Love went behind the back. Oh, Jetty yeah. Osman in the corner there. That was uh you know they're they're the the poor man's Grizzlies in terms of highlights and all that, but the arena's rocking, mm-hmm. and now yeah they desperately need a score. They always get down, and they. And they, the fourth quarters are ugly a lot of the times. They need a Karis Levert, so that's it's great. Yeah, Jared Allen. Yeah, I think I think there would be a mass protests if he isn't named. <laughs> it feels like he's going to be named. Yeah, I mean, if Durant's not playing, I guess that's not official yet. But yeah, he's probably, he's probably not. He's probably yes, not. right, right. Well, that uh, needs to happen. That's not official. So we should start betting on Jared Allen to win um, All Star Game MVP. Ah, uh, yeah, right, because he's going to go. What did we say? He's going to go nine for nine, ten Barbara for ten, Walters. eleven for eleven. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And he's the hometown guy. That okay, we're betting on that. Jared Allen, All All Star Game MVP. Here, tap dance for a while. Okay. Uh, Well, you got a winner of the weekend. Yes. Well, Fred Van Vliet uh, is going to be in the three point shootout. 
Hey. This uh, season, which is great for him. Interested to see how he goes. A nice shooter of the ball, but he's a bit of a launcher. Like, I'm not sure he's got the quickest release in the world. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see how that goes. But I'm You very... called him a nice shooter. Wow, that, that feels a bit like a diss. <laughs> no, no, no. no. He, he's nice. It's just... Isn't he like second in the league behind Curry and makes an attempt? I think uh, he, he's up there. Yeah. yeah. I'm, just, I'm just saying, like, he, he's not like a, a quick, sort of quick trigger guy. Like, he's, uh, you know, yeah. he gets the whole body into it. That's the way he's to shoot, not. But... You like your 6'5, six, 6'6, six, six, sort of lanky, beautiful. Shooters, <laughs> I get it. Sound. He's different. He's, well, but don't bet against Fred. No, never, never. That'd be silly. Um, so we don't have any other participants officially named yet. So mm. I've come up with my hope, the field that I hope cool. is going to make it. Let's or, hear it. You know, a legit, okay, so like, Van Vliet's a lock. You're going to yeah. give us seven other names? Is that what you're doing? No, well, five because there was six in it oh, last year. Six. Yeah, yeah, there was six in it last year, so I'm going with six again. Okay. Now, Steph, defending champ, pretty obvious. He's in. Uh, next one, I want to go with Kevin Love. A couple of reasons. Oh. It's in Cleveland. Yeah, for one. All right. It's uh, his rejuvenation season. He's shooting 40% on six and a half threes per game, second best of his career, and he's on pace to maybe even make set a new record for total makes in a season, which would be pretty wild hmm. for, for a guy like him. And he won it in 2012. Yeah, I was just going to say yeah, that. I forgot about that, yeah. but he won it. So 10 years. That'd be great if a guy could win the award 10 years later. Be beautiful. So I'd love to see that. I think it'd be a great spot for him, again, being in Cleveland. The he only should issue- go back to his 10 years ago look if Ooh. he's going to be doing that. You know, really close <laughs> hair and then... And I think he had like a color oh, yeah. bad strap from <laughs> here. I was, I was going to say the worry with that is you're going to ask him. They'll probably ask him to go in it. Like you said, it's in Cleveland. That's nice. But like he tends to like want to go like do his little vacation, you know, hit hmm. Mexico for a week. Yeah. But have you seen him lately? He is just on fire. He is <laughs> okay. like, hey, hey, you're right. I, I think this is just Hope a does great it. opportunity for him. Okay. Um, he'll do it all for love. Nice. That's nice. nice. That's really nice. <laughs> uh, the next guy I want. Love you, this joke. Okay. <laughs> that's, so that's three. Number four, I want Anthony Edwards in it. He's only 36%, oh, but yeah. seventh in total makes and entertainment value alone. Can you imagine if Anthony Edwards wins this? The flex on social yeah. media, post game, he'd be doing all sorts of fun stuff. So I think, uh, and he's not in the dunk contest. He's right. in the he's in the uh, you know Rising Stars game there. Um, I think he'd want to be a part of it. And I think he'd want to show people, hey, I'm not just a dunker. I can shoot threes. I can do this. So okay. I'd want him in it. Kelly Oubre, never been won by a lefty this uh, this competition. <laughs> Mike <laughs> Conley Mike Conley last year came within the final two shots. Steph Curry hit, oh, hit yeah. the final two to win it, and he did. So Mike Conley would have been the first lefty ever. He didn't. Oubre's a 36% shooter. Fair enough. But more so, I want to see Kelly Oubre blowing kisses after every make. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine him? Every time. I don't know who would be blowing him to, but I'd like to see that. So that's five. Now, for the sixth spot, I want Joel Embiid, Gary Trent Jr., Patty Mills, and Tyler Hero to have a shootout. You know when you play... <laughs> this guy wants a second shootout. Uh, well, shoot you, in for the shootout. Exactly. Because you know when you play pick-up basketball to decide teams, you shoot a free throw. Mm-hmm. And if you make it, you're on one side. And if you miss... like well, you, you get you, to go again. You either you either get to go again or you're on the yeah. on the loser's side. Or you're sitting miss. out. Yeah. yeah. So I think this is it. It's like make or miss. Make or miss. If you miss <laughs> and someone else makes it... You're out of there. And whoever wins that shooter, however long it goes, is the last person. Why don't we do that with the entire league? 
Get everybody there, <laughs> one shot, and we decide who's in. Bump, just a classic yeah. game of sort of bump like that, yeah. Right. So, uh, But I think all those three guys, particularly the smaller guys there, GTJ, Patty, and Tyler, are obviously are valid. I think I'd, I'd <laughs> like to see Joel Embiid in it as well. I'd just like to see... Uh, you want a lot of bad shooters in it. Yeah, I just, yeah. I just, you're doing a listen, weird thing with this I want to see the entertainment value, you know, because yeah, again, Embiid, imagine he wins it. Imagine, like, <laughs> well, just imagine how much he'd be playing up to the crowd. I think it'd be fun. Bring a little bit more... Uh, you know, excitement to it. Yeah. Where Cam Johnson deserves a spot in this, doesn't he? Because he's like second in the league. Really, I mean, you could almost say he's for PJ Tucker's, I think, leads the league in three point percentage, but obviously not yeah. jacking up a ton of them. Wonder Cam if, Johnson, though, is I wonder really... if PJ Tucker would hit any shots from other than the corners. Right, or he'd, right. he'd line his money balls up in one. And yeah. then he hit all the others on the other rack. Yeah. So he might get 12, 14, 19 <laughs> points. He could still get Crunching through. the numbers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Great corner shooter. Uh, okay, so your final six, fascinating. Yes. Fred, Steph, K-Love, Ant Edwards, Kelly Oubre, and then the winner of the shootout for the shooting. <laughs> Between shoot. Embiid, yeah. Gary Trent Jr., yeah. Tyler Hero, and Patty Mills. Yes. Patty Mills should be in this probably yeah. too. He's a good three-point shooter. Okay. It's fun. Yeah, you right. said Steph. You guys know he won last year. I had totally forgot. I but forget anything. That anything happened that happened last year. Yeah. But I do remember. Yeah, the Curry Conley ending there. Mm. That was close. That was oh yeah, close. Mm. That, was, that was fun. Conley Ste- could go back in this. You yeah. get your first ever lefty. lefty He's yeah. shooting well from yeah, three. Yeah. All right. That was a good time. Yeah, Kevin Love. Uh, he'd do it all for love for sure. That was good. <laughs> uh, he would. Yeah, he'd get a little. He'd get a little chunky again. Put on the chin strap like he was with the Wolves. <laughs> I forgot he won it. Yeah. That's yeah. a long time ago now. Uh, one thing that didn't happen last All-Star Weekend, I know that for a fact, was the Rising Stars game. But it's going on this year. It's a little different format. We got four teams. Now, unfortunately for us, we thought we were going to turn this into some content here in the Classic Factory. We were going to we were gonna draft the Rising Star team. You were going to be, uh, I forget who we gave you. Were you Rick Barry? I yes. can't remember. Okay, yes. you were Rick Barry. Yes. And I was James like, Worthy was okay. in it. Yeah. But they already did it. And they just like, here, here are the teams. So... Uh, we got the Hornets, LaMelo Ball, the Wolves, Anthony Edwards, the Pistons, Cade Cunningham, and the Cavs, Evan Mobley. They're sort of headlining, I guess, the NBA's 2022 Rising Stars rosters. These were released on Friday. We're showing them to you here on YouTube. Team Barry, Team Isaiah, Team Peyton, Team Worthy. Um, again, this is we've got these four teams of seven players, and they're going to have a little tournament. They're going to play to 50 in the first two games, and then, then there's a whole other thing going on before the last game. We'll get to that in a second, and then the two teams that won will play to 25 uh, in the final. Edwards, by the way, was drafted first overall. Mobley went second. LaMelo third. And then uh, Cole Anthony was the fourth pick. James Worthy uh, maybe surprising some people there. But, you know, just any reaction to this, Lee? <laughs> you know, putting coin on this? <laughs> no, no? I mean, that's... Not uh, really. Any one of these teams could win. Oh, I think they're any, all any really, them, really well balanced teams. It's going to come down to coaching. Team Peyton all the way. Okay. <laughs> team Peyton all the way. Lamelo, Scotty Barnes, and Io. And they got Scoot. And they got Scoot. Yep. Oh, come on. Yeah. yeah. Got a little defense. Davion Mitchell there. Duarte, great shooter. You know how high I'm on him. Yeah. I like GP. I don't. Yeah. Any team could win it except for Team Worthy. I think. Yeah. They can. Yeah. They got these... no shooters. Yeah. You're right. You're right. It's going to be tough for Team Worthy to pull this out. But um, okay. So that's happening. Uh, then, like I said, that event happening before the finals, that clutch challenge, we got our teams for that. And here they are. Team one, Tyrese Halliburton, Desmond Bain. Team two, Scotty Barnes, Chris Duarte. Team three, Evan Mobley, Josh Giddy. And then team four, I thought this was a little strange. It's two G League players from the Ignite team, but it's not It's <laughs> not two of the guys that are on the Rising Stars, um, you know, actual 
games or tournament or whatever you want to call it. So we got two uh, two newbies there mm. in uh, Fanbo and Foster Jr. Um, anyway, we found out the spots. This is what I really wanted to show you guys because we were debating this because they said they were going to be legendary shots. Well, here they are. Magic Johnson, Baby Hook, you know, right in the middle of the paint there, Lily. That'll mm-hmm. be one of them. Ray Allen, right corner three. I think we called that one. We also called the Damian Lillard from the Logo 3. I remember that was included. Uh, and it's there. We got Reggie Miller uh, from the wing. Big, big shot. I guess that's the one where he pushes off Jordan. Is that, is that right? Yeah, it must or, be. Or, or, no, I guess it could be the the, the eight points, nine seconds. That's the other too. side. Oh, that's the other side, yeah. Yeah, yeah anyway, it's got to be the shot gotta be the push the off Jordan. Uh, and, then, and then a Barkley, top of the key. So, again, this is basically two ball. They have to alternate shots, their teams, and you got to just do it as fast as you can. Any thoughts, Trey, on, on the shooting spots? Can't wait to see that baby hook. That was the one I was asking for. Got to get that baby hook in there. Can't wait to see if Michael Foster them? Jr. can do it. Do you think they're going to make them actually do the hook, or yeah. is it just from that spot? You, think you so? got to. I think you have to replicate the shot as much as you possibly can. Like, you can't just go and run to the right corner to shoot Ray yeah. Allen's three. You got to run backwards right. to the right corner. Yeah. Uh, Barkley, top of the key. That's a surprising one to me. Just like, hey, we're taking a 20-footer here. That's his game winner, though, <laughs> yeah. against the Spurs, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Surprised there's not a Tim Duncan banker in there. <laughs> you gotta go glass. Yeah. Nothing on the left side of the court. Yeah. No. No. Could have used the D-fish side, the shot for, yeah. for that mm. side. Yeah. I mean, I said when you said that the first time, I think they wanted guys on the top 75 list here. Mm-hmm. All five of those guys. They're on it. They're mm. on the top 76, I guess, uh, squad. Yeah. <laughs> top 76 list. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, just rolls off the tongue. Okay. Are you excited for this? Are you going to be watching on Friday night? You know us. We will. Sickos. You want to do a live stream about it? <laughs> sure. Why not? We do, we, I would like to get us out on the court and see if, uh, you know, do, I replicate do, like, that, do yeah. two teams of two here and see yeah. who can put down yeah. the best time. we got to find a court near yeah. the Classic Factory. Uh, I love it. Dibs on the hook. <laughs> All right. Damn it. All right. Well, you, no, yeah, you guys got to be on different teams because it's a little dinker dumper like a uh, shot there from Tassie. Why? Too. You can't make a 10 foot hook? No, I can, but I'd like to see you do it. As long as <laughs> All right. We're going to take one more break. When we come back, tweet of the night, pick them results, and a lot more. We'll be right back. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Uh, Lily, you got the honor here on a Monday. Yes, I do. And uh, fun little tweet uh, came via Instagram from our friends Dunkcom out in Australia oh, over love, the weekend. Yeah, they do some fantastic stuff. So this was the uh, the uh, original, and it just said, uh, greatest hits, rarities, and B-sides, a back catalog re-up. But it came with all these awesome uh, slides. Okay. 
and I put together a couple of them myself here. You can see they put together some album covers. You see Kendrick Lamar and Sean Carter, Jay-Z there. There's a couple more that uh, came through. Miles Davis, David Bowie. Oh, I see, uh, I see what's going on. Yeah, yeah, some really good ones there. This is my, Phil Collins is probably my favorite one there. <laughs> And, uh, uh, we, we are seeing for those listening uh, Phil Jackson and Doug Collins yeah uh, Jacket Required uh, of course the similar to the No Seasons Required tour it was the No Jacket Required album but Jacket Required there so um, oh, Ricky Martin that's a good one so this yeah. uh, this inspired me it's <laughs> great this inspired me and I now want I've got some for you guys alright and I want to see if you can uh, crack the code I'm gonna Ooh. I'm gonna reveal the album cover right. you see if you can crack the code oh this is like a Survivor remix it is, yeah, and, uh, and, and we'll see how we go. So I, I, I hacked away at uh, at uh, phone James Brown, James yeah, Brown, James Brown. Nice. Good one. That's a pretty easy one to start there. Mm-hmm. Um, so they get a little bit tougher as we <laughs> nice go. Nice CD cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, cra- I brought out the old CD cover. Ooh. See if you can uh, see if you can figure oh. out that one there. AC DC. Oh, oh yeah, AC Green nice one. For those about Derek to block, Coleman. yeah, not quite. But you know, we got in there. We got in there. AC <laughs> Green and Derek Coleman. <laughs> That's good. AC Green has never done a dirty deed. (laughs) Oh, Oh my God. Bravo. Damn it. Okay, next one here. Now, now, yeah. This is where I started. The, the, the color doesn't matter. Don't oh, it worry doesn't? about it. No, oh, it doesn't okay. matter. It doesn't matter. But see if you can. Uh, so, uh, uh, who is that? Who is, is it that? initial base? No. Well, who is that? It's That's cousins. Buggy. Yeah, but, oh. but what, what, what are his initials? Yeah, DMC. D- DMC. And what's he oh, doing? Oh, run DMC. Yeah, yeah. yeah there he is. Now. Okay, not bad. Yeah. Um, now, the reason uh, it's in purple because there's a Raising Hell Run DMC album that's in purple. Oh, this is okay. pretty much where it started. Next level. Yeah. Okay. Now, a little bit more fun, this one. Okay. See if you can I mean, guess this one. Dell, obviously. Uh, Dell Curry. That's a Dell. That oh. is. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> just a tell right there. All right, last one here. Last one here. Oh, okay. This one's uh, this one's pointing. My, this one's my favorite. Where's, FVV. Where's he pointing? Where's uh, he pointing? Up. Yeah, north. but what direction? What 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 corner? Yeah, uh, but crowd <laughs> pointing pe- pointing westward. Uh, no, Go he's, west, point, he's yeah. pointing. Uh, who is he and where is he pointing? And okay. uh, it's, oh, so it's, north. Uh, no, not friend, north. No, it's no, more. No. Yeah, it's this, north on this one. <laughs> Where's he pointing? I don't know. He's pointing. He's not pointing to the uh, the left. He's pointing. Uh, <laughs> Tell them. Right said. Oh, too sexy for this oh, podcast. <laughs> right said. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Adele was a good one. Yeah, that was, why'd you end on that one? I, I had to. I had to. Once you start going, I had like Elton John. I had Jimmy Barnes going there. Uh, I was trying to find a few others. Uh, so this is why you were ten minutes late. No, no, yeah. no, no. I, I had these to JD yesterday afternoon. Oh. Oh, look at you. Yeah. Look at you. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, it, it's one of those ones, though, I don't want to show my work on Photoshop because there's about a thousand layers going there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> hey, those were good. Yeah, I know, but uh, it Did was. Did you add little dice to yeah, Red of course. Yeah. I noticed that. Very yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, look at that. Look at that. Bet on yourself. Dice. Yeah. Dice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Awesome. 
awesome. <laughs> That's some of your best awesome. tweet of the night material ever. I'm serious. Yeah. Uh, Picking results from Friday night. Sixers-Mavs game. Dallas was favored by one and a half at home. This brought to you by BetMGM. And Trey was the only one to take Dallas to uh, cover. Everybody else was taking sort of the dog there in the Sixers. And Dallas got it done. Like we said, they had a good weekend. Reggie Bullock helping out. So Trey improves to 3-1. and one. Lee's first loss of the month of February. You're 3-1. and one. I'm 2-2. Two and two, And Tass still looking for that first mm. dub in Feb. You're 0-4. But uh, what's tonight's game? Yeah, struggling. It's a five-game schedule this evening. We've got a uh, Charlotte Raptors game. Charlotte hosting Toronto. And then we've got the Suns and the Bulls on NBA TV's six-and-a-half-point line. That's a biggie. Suns favored by six-and-a-half in Chicago. Of course, no Zach Levine in this one, as well as all the other Bulls injuries. So that's why there's such a big line, both on a back-to-back as well. Yep. So Fourth game in five nights as well for the Bulls. I was hoping for more than six and a half points, if I'm being honest. Mm, interesting. But you're still taking them, of course. Yeah. I was more surprised that Skeets is also <laughs> taking them. I was, I'm was. i in on Chicago, no doubt, but happy to see my man swerving as well. I'm with you. I wish the line was a little a little bigger. It feels like, I don't know, I said to you, Trey, I feel like the Bulls are going to lose this game by seven or eight points. <laughs> right there, but whatever. We will see uh, both, obviously, talented teams. Should be a good game. Only five on tonight. Is mm-hmm, that? Yeah. Mm-hmm, All right. Hopefully, we get another trade then. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's possible. So, I think. Yeah. I like. I like how it's quiet out there. <laughs> Other than this, Ben Simmons, James Harden, brouhaha. What, what would you call this? I mean, it's just. It's just smoke. It's just smoke. Oh. It ain't happening. But there's every. Everyone else is quiet. It's gonna happen. Okay. Stuff is gonna happen. Well, when it does, we'll be here in the Classic Factory to break it all down. Uh, big week here. Obviously, we have the trade deadline on Thursday. Like I said off the top of the show, the plan is to, like, hunker down here in the Classic Factory. And when uh, a trade of note happens, jump on, react to it, uh, compile that all into a podcast a little bit later. But we'll have shows all week long, uh, keeping you up on all the trade rumors. We're also, in theory, getting a new desk today. Wow. Yeah. That's a good trade. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, Throwing in uh, a top 55 protected second rounder <laughs> with the ping pong table. Yes, yes. Uh, and the paddles. <laughs> yeah. We'll include the paddles. <laughs> yeah. No balls, though. No balls. We need those for the draft lottery. Uh, email in your <laughs> NBA questions to nodunks at theathletic.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, at nodunksinc. Again, we had some big numbers today, people joining us live for this show. So if you haven't, subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Hit that like button comment away and grab yourself an athletic subscription go to theathletic.com slash no dunks especially during uh, trade deadline week here with all of our fantastic reporters keeping you up to date on all the latest news go to theathletic.com slash no dunks so they know that we sent you all right until tomorrow clipper bros you heard it here first have a great time turn up love you guys awesome thanks for joining us and remember if you've forgotten from uh, eight seconds ago please subscribe wherever (laughs) you're listening or you are watching embrace the day people